Hello and welcome to Backyard Catch. This is Nick Roby. Thanks for joining me. We got a lot of fun college basketball. It's in full tilt right now. We're going to talk a lot of ACC basketball and just what a fun weekend it was in the league. So, But if you're new to this, remember to like and subscribe on the podcast, on YouTube. Going to be doing a lot of just college football, ACC basketball, and basketball as a whole as we get closer to March. And just really excited to jump in this with you. Um, so yeah, my name is Nick Roby, and thanks for listening. I know there's a lot of options, but we got some fun games to talk about. So let's talk about them. So there were seven games this weekend in the ACC. And I think the big one that was probably the biggest surprise of the weekend, I think a lot of games maybe you could have argued, you know, like I did if you got to see a little preview article um, before the weekend started. And maybe this one game in particular surprised me. Not that it couldn't happen, but I wasn't, I wouldn't, if you would have said an upset would have happened, I wouldn't have picked this game. And that was Pitt going on the road and beating number seven Duke in Cameron. Duke doesn't lose at home very often at all. And so for Pittsburgh, honestly, of all teams, who only had one league win coming into this, for them to go in and win, that was a big deal. And they need a lot to go right. And I know, you know, some Duke supporters or maybe some naysayers might say, well, there was no Jeremy Roach, you know, new point guard, a lot of of pieces they had to move around, you know, no Mark Mitchell, you're missing two of your leading scorers right there. But, I mean, this is also a team that they had beaten, like, two weeks earlier, 12 days earlier, by, like, 15, you know, at their place. So, it wasn't surprising, you know. And at home, Duke is just a different team, usually. And it's, just, it's still a game you expect to win. And Pittsburgh just hung around. They were up by four at half. They kept hanging around. They got a little testy between Pittsburgh and the student section. But, you know, they call them the Cameron Gracies for a reason. But... You know, it just it just kept going down the wire. They just kept hanging around, kept making shots. You know, those young guards were just they kept making shots. Blake Henson shot out of his mind. He was had 24 points. He is seven of seven from three. You know, he only made one two-point basket. He had eight rebounds, only turned the ball over twice, and he had four personal fouls, but one was the technical foul. So, I mean, he really played like a decent game. I mean, he he definitely was. You could tell he was pretty emotional in the game, but he he let his play like it didn't affect his play. Like he was he was balling, and they needed him. I mean, they made ten threes, and he made seven of them. He was seven of seven from three. I mean, that's just unconscious. And you start to see a little run, and Duke has been known to sometimes the whistle sometimes to happen a little bit every so now and then um, at home. We'll just leave it at that, and. They, they kind of got through that. They kept making shots. I mean, Carrington hit a big shot. Like there were a lot of big, like there were, there was a bit, a big three that was hit. Like they just kept going at it. And then Duke just ran out of time. I mean, you give credit to Pittsburgh. It's a big deal. It's a big deal for them. They needed it for their season. It's big for Jeff Capel, who used to, was an assistant at Duke, played at Duke. And, you know, that's a big win for that program. They only had one win you know, in the ACC coming into this. And, they, you know, they had a little bit of a tough schedule. But if, if they want to make any kind of run into the postseason, like they needed this kind of a win. So it's massive for them. It hurts for Duke. You know, it hurts for a league perspective, you, you could argue, just because there's only two ranked teams in the ACC right now 
and between them and North Carolina, um, because Clemson had gone on a little skid and, you know, maybe Virginia hasn't been playing up to the standard that you might expect them to. And so uh, you're kind of waiting for that next tier of teams to really, to really take off. And so this one kind of hurts Duke, but I mean, it's not something one they can't come over, like, you know, come over from, but it, it was a big deal. And, you know, if you've probably seen it, but Blake Henson standing on the student section and some not so friendly welcomes of that. I don't think that the coaching staff was like the happiest with that, but I mean, it's a very emotional game. It's a big win for them. So I'm very interested to see how both teams respond from this just because like can Pittsburgh turn this into some momentum into the week or do they lose so much energy from this game and just the emotional aspect of it? It's hard to come around quick on a Tuesday night to then win again. That's what makes college basketball so tough. And then for Duke, you know, can you turn that around? And they go on the road to Louisville. So it's a good bounce back opportunity, but then they have Clemson at home this upcoming weekend. So there's there's a lot for them as well, but that's a good opportunity for them to bounce back against Louisville. But Louisville has shown you, I mean, they beat Miami at their place, you know. So you, you still have to be on your game, you know, and that's what that's what it showed you is that in this league, you really do have to be on you have to be on your game every night. And so I know some other other national pundits or people will say that it's because the ACC is down and the bottom feeders hurt that. Um but I think I think the middle of the pack is is still competitive, and you have to be there. And there's a couple of bottom teams that really hurt the metrics. Basketball is a very metrics game right now. Um, the way it's looked at from like postseason and just analytically, it's just it's 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 big in metrics. And so with the net, especially, you know, when Miami lost to Louisville, they dropped like twenty they dropped like twenty spots. They were like from forty two to sixty two or something like that, and. It's a lot. So it, it was a massive win for Pittsburgh, and they really need it because now they're two and five, I think, in the league. So in other games, we need to talk about Syracuse, Miami. I mean, that one was a great one in the noon slate. The noon slate had a couple of good games, and Syracuse comes down to the wire. They win 72 69. Copeland hits a three as time expires. Massive win, and, you know, it's big for them as well. Like they needed that one. And to beat a team like Miami, you know, Miami has had an opportunity to, you know, to kind of join. Like we were curious to see if they could join like Duke and North Carolina and and kind of be in that top tier. And they keep going back and forth um of how they're playing. And it's a lot of props to a lot of props to Syracuse and and Autry and that and that coaching staff because you know they've switched to man to man and Miami's not the easiest team to guard man to man. And they played with them really well. And they came down the stretch and they won the game and they got on their home court. And that's all you can really ask for. Sterling had 22 points. Um, Yeah, I mean, it was big. I'm just looking at the box score right now. But yeah, Copeland with the big big three. You know, I mean, that's really all I can ask for. And Miami is just kind of coming back, trying to figure out who they are and and kind of get, you know, kind of get themselves going because it feels like they kind of build themselves up and then they fall back down. They build up and then they... You know, they're trying to get out of that that kind of a weight, but a big win for Syracuse. Um, Virginia Tech goes on the road to NC State and wins. Virginia Tech gets their first win on the road, which was big. I mean, there's a, a couple teams. So you're, you might be surprised. We're getting their actual first road win, like when you take away the neutral sites. And NC State was 5-1 and one coming into this in ACC play. So it's a big win for Virginia Tech. 
Uh, Hunter Couture, we saw him step up. Sean Padula had averaged like 27 points in his last four games coming into this, but it was big to see him and Kidd and uh, really Couture get going. So I know Virginia Tech has had some injuries that they've dealt with, but I mean, don't sleep on this team either. Like if they can get going, especially from the outside, they can shoot with anybody and they can play. You know, and Mike, know, Mike Young knows how to coach for them. So it's big. And for NC State, I think it's a it's an interesting spot for them because, you know, they were five and one and starting to build some momentum, but you know, they haven't really had to had to play the the tobacco road teams and you're trying to build some momentum, but you know, you you don't want to let a loss like this turn into more than one. And it's just you gotta flush it and keep moving on. But it's it was a big win. I think it was more of a big win for Virginia Tech than anything, just because of how NC State had been playing and getting their guys back into into rhythm. And so if they can build some momentum, I mean, watch out for Virginia, Virginia Tech because they can score with anybody for sure. Uh, other games t- to touch on, it was good to see Wake Forest um, bounce back, and they they defeated Louisville pretty handily. Um, Wake Forest had that weird game with NC State before with some technical fouls, you know. Coach sent off some technical fouls. Just a weird, ended up being kind of a weird game, and so it's good for them to to get out of that. Um, Montesanto comes back for them, which is big. It's big for Wake Forest, um, and we'll talk about it in a sec. But Wake Forest and North Carolina play a big game Monday night. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a big win for Wake, and as they try to build some momentum and, and show that they're for real. Uh, Clemson and Florida State. This one was very interesting because. Clemson had kind of fallen into, excuse me, like a like a tough road. You know, they started off, you know, and and, and like one and zero in conference play. Then they lose like three in a row, and then you know they were like one and four in conference play. And now, like you know, they have the tough loss. You know, they lost to Miami. Then they lost to North Carolina, which you expect. But then they lose to Virginia Tech, and then they beat Boston College. But then. You know, they lose the heartbreaker in, in overtime, double overtime to Georgia Tech and let them come back. So this is a very this is an important game for Clemson. And outside of North Carolina, you could argue that Florida State was the hottest team in the ACC, having won five in a row coming into the contest. And like Clemson, historically, they had won last year's matchup on the road, but they don't historically play the best at Florida State. It's tough. And with the length that Florida State has and maybe some of the smaller guards, you were kind of wondering coming into this matchup, how would Clemson handle that? And just handle the feel of also like if Clemson doesn't win this one, they have to go on the road to Duke, which they don't historically win hardly there at all, minus at North Carolina, as Clemson fans will know. So this was big for a team that was, you know, picked top five in the conference and kind of was sliding a bit, you know, and it wasn't like the prettiest win. Um you know, but you had like 10 guys score for Clemson. A lot of guys in double figures. It was good to see. I think it was big. It's an underrated name, but Jack Clark uh, came off the bench and gave some valuable minutes. And if Clemson can get a guy like Jack Clark going, that's big. I don't know if you remember, he was playing for NC State last year. Um, he and Ben Middlebrooks basically traded spots. <laughs> you know, kind of a, they both moved, transferred to the other school. But Jack Clark's been hurt, you know, with knee injury. So it's good to see him get probably his most the longest he's played by far this year. And so they got to use some of his length and the bench was massive for Clemson. And they're going to need that as they go into, you know, some of these games later in the season, but they've had a tough, tough stretch. But after this Duke game, 
Clemson could put together a run. There's opportunities that are there, especially now that they have a week off to go to Duke. So it's a big win. And for Florida State, um, they didn't necessarily shoot the ball the best. And outside of green, they don't shoot the ball necessarily the best from outside. And so if they're not getting up and down in transition and not getting those steals, it, they have a harder time in the half court. So I think that's that's kind of a deal for them. And they're going to need some better shooting to continue to contend because they didn't have the best record coming out of non-conference. And they need all the wins they can get for sure. It was a big win for Clemson on the road. Other games to mention, uh, we also had uh, – Virginia getting the road at Georgia Tech. That was good for them. That was Virginia's first win on the road. Um, they've kind of had some maybe some lackluster performances. Um, you're trying to figure out where the scoring is coming from, and they haven't played the best on the road. So that was a big deal, which is kind of surprising for, for Tony Bennett's team, but they're still trying to figure each other out. Beekman had a good game, um, and they got some good three-point play, and Virginia, Georgia Tech was coming off the game. Uh, McNeely, that's the name I was trying to remember, McNeely. You know, he had 20 points, made six threes, and Georgia Tech coming into this game really had been, you know, starting to put together some some games. I remember they beat Duke at home. They they were winning by at 10 at Duke before, so this is kind of the teetering before that, and they end up losing. They win at Clemson, which is still tough to do in double overtime. And so... You know they're back to 500 in league, but they're they're showing that they 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 will give a puncher's chance in every game that they're in for sure. So it's a big game for Virginia, you know, to to try to start building some momentum. So it's 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 big as they want to continue to try to build for postseason. And then the last game was North Carolina and Boston College, and this one was interesting because it, it's just kind of sometimes when a Southern team in the conference goes up north to say Boston College to Pittsburgh to Syracuse, you know, some of these schools, it's a noon tip off, you know, it's just, it, you can get kind of sleepy and Boston college is just hanging around. They can make shots. Quinn and post came back for them and um, they were out with some sickness, but he's an underrated big player in this league. And he had a good game. North Carolina has been hot, but you know, you, you kind of want to see how they play on the road and how they're going to, to go into that environment and just being a noon game and just, just kind of seeing it and and give credit to Boston College. They were they were hanging around. They definitely gave themselves a shot. And North Carolina made some plays down the stretch for sure. Um, RJ Davis has shown that he is definitely in the running for player of the year as well. You could argue between him and Baycott. Um PJ Hall, if he's if Clemson starts playing better and puts some more wins together, but between Davis and um and Baycott, like that's a big deal. And so that could be could be Davis. I mean, he probably would have the vote right now just because of how well he's been playing and and been complimentary to Baycott. And between the two of them, it, they're definitely the class of the league right now. I mean, and so and there's a reason why they just released the rankings. But uh, North Carolina is number three, and Duke is number twelve. So those are the two ranked teams, and North Carolina has earned that number three ranking, and they're the, the top dogs right now. So big game for North Carolina. Uh, Baycott only had 10, but he had nine rebounds. They, they kind of held him down. Ingram had a good, you know, good game, 11 points, 13 rebounds. RJ Davis only shot two of seven, but he had 16 points. Cormac Ryan had 14. Withers had nine. They had some good bench play for sure. And not their best game, but you just have to win. Like you just have to win sometimes these types of games. And that's the thing in this league is sometimes even if we're not at 100% your best, 
you just have to go and win, especially on the road. Like you just, you got to take care of business and they did. So it was good to see that just from a postseason standpoint in the ACC. And so right now North Carolina still, they have a two, they have a two game lead. And so NC state, NC state, Florida state and wake forest are all tied at five and two. So it also makes this game tonight with North Carolina and wake forest big because wake forest is five and two in the league. And North Carolina is still undefeated, but you know, Wake could Wake could throw some throw a wrench in that a little bit. And then you got Duke at four and two, and then Virginia and Syracuse are four and three, and then you got a few teams that are three and four. So that's it right now. Um for sure. But yeah, it was it was a full weekend um in the league, and so a lot of good basketball that's being played. So what's interesting tonight is, is you want to see how how Wake Forest handles maybe some runs that that North Carolina goes on and and you want to limit their shooting and limit how quickly Baycott can get going. I mean, I'm guessing they're probably gonna have Carr defending him, but you're probably gonna have to help him. And when you give that help defense, you know, with Cormac Ryan and RJ Davis and those shooters, you have to close out quickly. And so I think that's the thing is Wake Forest has to limit the runs that North Carolina goes on at home and not let them get out and run and make them run in the half court and make them have to earn it. And they themselves just to run good offense. But I think that Wake Forest can play in this game and they just need to keep it close at the end and give themselves an opportunity. Like it's tough to win on the road, but this is this is a must-watch game for sure. And if Wake Forest wins this game, I mean, watch out. I mean, that you can definitely build a lot of momentum on this game. But it's it's a tough, it's a tough game for them as of right now. So that's a little that's a little look around the ACC. Uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun things are going on. Of course, now the football season's over. We're getting ACC uh, basketball is going. You know, baseball is starting up. Their their preseason they get started. It, it might surprise you, but they get started very soon in February. So we got a lot of college basketball to talk about. So, but yeah, like remember, like I said in the beginning, remember to like and subscribe to the podcast. To on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed. Um, that really helps me out. Um. If you want to sign up for the newsletter, I'll leave an uh, email newsletter. I'll leave a link in the show notes uh, for sure if you want to get in that. And make sure you're on the website, backyardcatch.com, where I'll be putting up some different things for sure throughout the week. And the newsletter is probably the best just because it keeps you updated on all the things that are going on. Right now, I'm super excited with a lot of just new content coming out and just basketball. Is just, it's a fun time of year. And I just I get excited. I love it. And so... A lot of fun things to talk about. A lot of fun college sports. So thank you so much for listening. Hope you guys have a great start to your week. And I will talk to you later. Signing off. Thanks.